Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome Yay. to Canadian Spies Are Boring, the, the, daily, are boring. the daily show. Uh, well, there's not enough Canadian Spies story to, uh, to guarantee an entire podcast, so there's just going to be 10 daily episodes on a show about politics instead. And if anybody ever wants to launch a podcast about Canadian Spies, we've already covered it, so yeah, don't bother. So you're good. You're good. We've done it for you. We did you're it for welcome. You. Nobody else has a podcast about Canadian espionage, and now they don't need to. So we've done it. <laughs> How do you, do you like ASMR? No. Yes, oh, he's going to do it again. This was open, only open a can of three days ago that he did last. Oh. Again? Drunk man oh. with no fingers. Audio sex manipulation, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> he just dribbled. Yay, I got him to dribble. I did dribble too. He dribbled. He did. So, have you ever heard... Oh. Well, actually, I teased this before. I said, did you know the Cold War started in Canada? I didn't. I did not. So, have that. you ever heard of... Igor. Just in case, just in, I just want to say, like, we're this is like what day four? Day four. Day of four. So, in case boring. you're new, and this is confusing you, because <laughs> our show is called Canadian. I'm just Politics going into it. You're just I'm just go, going straight into like, it all the time. And so, screw them if they if, like. Yeah. If you've never listened to just, this, if this is your first time listening to our show, you um, you're going to be confused. But keep be listening. Confused, but you know, <laughs> all right, keep going. Let's that's, go. That's screw life. It. We all yeah. we all stumble through life confused in a daze. Welcome to the club. Now let's talk about spies. Um, so right, have, you, tell have, me. have you ever heard of Igor Gazenko? Who hasn't? No, I have no idea. Who that is. Um, <laughs> what a name, though. Jesus. So. Stazensko? 
Gazenko. Gazenko. Yeah, Igor Gazenko. He was Russian. Igor. Igor Gazenko. Igor, not Igor, 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 Igor Gazenko. Gazenko. Igor Gazenko. Igor Gazenko. So he exposed the Soviet Soviet intelligence efforts to steal nuclear secrets, as well as the technique of planting sleeper agents in Western countries. What's a sleeper agent? Uh, an agent who doesn't do anything until they're kind of activated. They live a normal life, and then they get a message on the phone that might be like three, zero, two, nine apples, and then they go right now. We're going to blow some stuff up. You've just activated some sleeper agents who are I listening know, if to you're our a sleeper podcast. Agent, uh, uh, hang on, five <laughs> banana potato beige. Yeah, I just deactivated. Oh, them. sweet, thank you there for you that. Yeah, like like the Winter Soldier, but. Um, they weren't. It wasn't like programmed. They knew they, they they weren't like programmed. Like they knew they were sleeper agents. Okay, right. they weren't like a Manchurian candidate. Thank God. I know. Thank God. What you you might be a Manchurian candidate and you don't know. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, um, Gazenko was born on January the twenty sixth, nineteen nineteen, in a village uh, near Moscow. Um, it's about hundred. 100 kilometers northwest of Moscow, and he was the youngest of three children. And he studied at uh, an architectural institute where he met his wife. Um, and at the start of World War II, he'd, he joined the military and trained to be a cipher clerk. So essentially, he was uh, helping decipher code and messages. Um, and it gave him uh, kind of an insider knowledge on Soviet espionage. Um, and they were assigned to work in the, the Soviet embassy in Ottawa. Uh, and this was in the 1940s. So he moved. He moved to Ottawa to, to live in Canada with his family, um, and uh, basically he was he was working for the for the Soviet government. Um, however, in 1945, the Soviet Union did, he he learned that they were actually going to send him back to Russia, but he loved the quality of life and politics of Canada. And didn't want to go back, so he decided to defect. Oh, wow. So he said, the unbelievable supplies of food, the restaurants, the movies, the wide open stores, the absolute freedom of the people. And this is, he wrote in his book, called the book was called This Was My Choice, combined to create the impression of a dream from which I must surely awaken. Uh, Aw, what a nice thing to say. But also the other thing was he was supposed to be posted there for a few more years. So he was worried that he'd made a mistake. And when he got back to Russia, he'd be put in prison. Hold on, what? Made a mistake for... Well, he, he he was supposed to be stationed there for longer, and they cut his station his his time there short. Oh, and they thought that so he, he thought did when something he got wrong. Back, yeah, when he got back, he would be locked up in prison for, for what the, though? Well, that's something he didn't know. It might it was it is the way that they worked was they would purge people. Like Stalin was in power, hmm. and he would purge people whether you'd done anything wrong or not. He didn't care. He was he was like, he would like purge because uh, he was paranoid and he thought people were working against him. Oh. So he might have ended up on a list of people he didn't trust anymore. But this so guy they would have gone, oh, we need to go back to to, to Russia. Okay, but this guy you, did end up working against Stalin. But he did because he was afraid he would end up in a in a kind of a uh, so hold on. a Russian work camp. So so let me get this straight. So because he was afraid of being purged. By Stalin, who was purging people because he was a f- yeah, You do a realize that purging meant, often meant death. I did not know that. Yeah. No. Okay, so People that's died in gulags so Stalin, in Siberia. Stalin would purge people because he was afraid, he was paranoid that they were working against him. Yeah. And what's this guy's name again? Um, Igor Gazenko. Igor. So, and Igor was called back home, and he was afraid he was going to be purged. So due to that fear, he stayed and ended up working against Stalin. Yeah, but also, so, be, but also because... So, he, like, do you see the irony here? I do, I do. But but also, he was he loved the the freedom, the lifestyle, living on. He, he was seduced by Ottawa. 
Those are words that have never been spoken before, nor will be ever be spoken again. Seduced by Ottawa. Oh my God. The new Cold War romance novel. (laughs) Seduced by Ottawa. Yeah. But seriously, though, he was, he was, he was living Canada. in an authoritarian state. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't before, get that out of before, my mind. How are you su- just seduced? My <laughs> so before, bear in mind, before, before um, the communist revolution in Russia, they had almost mm. like a feudal system with peasants working like land. Yeah. And now suddenly they had an authoritarian state that would purge people and send them to gulags in Siberia. So oh. um, by comparison, Ottawa was heaven. So I, you're sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not a fair comparison. Any, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, so also his wife, his wife was pregnant Ottawa. with his second child. So he decided to defect, and um, he walked out of the embassy door carrying a briefcase with Soviet codebooks and deciphering materials. He went to the RCMP, um, but the, the 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 officers on duty refused to believe him. Um, so then he went to the Ottawa Journal newspaper, but the, new, the newspaper's night editor wasn't interested in his story. Oh, my God. What? And suggested he go to the Department of Justice, but nobody was on duty when he arrived. This is amazing. So he was like, hey, I've got all these top secret secrets. Uh, I feel like this would make Go a, away, bugger off. Like, this would make kind of like a funny sitcom. This should be a, this should be a heritage minute, the time that um, this, this guy turned up with all this top secret information that was really useful right? and got turned away three times. And it would be called Seduced by Ottawa. Seduced by Ottawa. That should be the name. Seduced. And then the second book is called Rejected by Ottawa. (laughs) But can that be the name of this episode? Seduced by Ottawa. That's a t-shirt. That's another t-shirt. We got two. What was the other t-shirt we had? We got Seduced by Ottawa and I don't know. I'll remember when I go back and edit. (laughs) So terrified that the Soviets would discover what he'd done, he went back to his apartment and hid in the apartment across the hall for the night. Because he was like, well, I stole these paperwork. I've mm. been around the place. Who did he steal from again? He stole all the top secret code books and stuff from his own department to give to, Can- to Canadian of- officials. And the department wasn't in Canada. Was no, it? he was stationed in the, Can- in, the, in the Russian embassy in Ottawa. And he was, he was basically playing his part in helping operate a secret network of spies in Canada. Oh, wow. So okay. he, so, but the RCMP weren't interested. They didn't believe him. So. That's amazing. <laughs> And not at all surprising. Um, so he, he hid across the hall with his family, and uh, he was right, because that night, um, a group of Soviet agents broke into his apartment and searched through his belongings. So they, hold on, where was he He hiding? was across the hall. Just in his neighbours? In his neighbours. He asked his neighbours if they could stay over because he was worried, and they, 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 they ransacked his this home. This is amazing. Like, um, this is, this with, would make with, inc- with his pregnant wife and, and child. This would make an incredible like little miniseries. Um, there probably has been one. You just I didn't see it. I mean, um, I doubt it. But then the Ottawa police turned up and scared the Russian agents away because someone was like, hey, they ran sack in this apartment. So the next day, Gazenko finally convinced the RCMP to examine <laughs> the documents. <laughs> and he was transported to Camp X. They, t- they were oh. like, just take him to Camp X um, out of Ottawa. So get him out of Ottawa. Get him to the, where's the safest place in Canada from spies? Uh, a camp full of spies who were on the other side of the, the, the Cold War. Right. Um, and Learning to kill silently. He was interviewed by the MI5 um, and also the FBI and uh, the 
uh, well, by the FBI, because the CIA wasn't really fully founded at that point. Um, and Mackenzie King, who didn't really know what was going on in Camp X. Can, she, we, can we please, please, please do another episode or even a series of episodes strictly on Mackenzie King? Mackenzie I feel King. Like, I, honest to God, I feel like we've can glossed we call it over. Mackenzie King. I knew him well. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like we really glossed over one of the craziest prime ministers we we've dig ever deeper. had. We will dig deeper. Yeah, let's do that yeah. for the future. Yeah. It's time for a mid-roll announcement. That's right. You get to be the lucky, lucky so-and-so of an ad. And, and do you know the best part? You get to listen to this ad for free. <laughs> we won't even charge you. Free ads all the time. <laughs> so, um, Mackenzie King... This guy turned up with all this top secret Russian stuff. Mackenzie King's instinct was, "I want nothing to do with you." What? <laughs> so he he. You're alive. So I, I, so I only speak with the deceased. <laughs> so at the time he was seventy, and Mackenzie he, King, and he'd been involved. Or Igor. No, Mackenzie King was seventy. Okay. He, they just fought World War Two. He was exhausted. Mm-hmm. And also, oh, this is after World War Two. This, uh, this is right. This is just at the end of World War Two. Okay. Oh. So this oh, is, I thought this is like I thought literally this was like in 19, the middle. I this, middle of World this War is nineteen forty-five rolling into nineteen forty-six. Um, so, so Mackenzie King was tired. He was old, and also they just fought with Russia to beat Nazi right. Germany. So he was like, "I don't want any of this shit. This is just gonna go and take those paperwork back. <laughs> I don't care. I don't want anything. I don't want to know anything about it." But um, and he just didn't want to upset the Soviet Union. He wanted to stay friends with them, and thought this was just going to cause more problems than it was worth. Even though he was saying, "Hey, we're spying on you." He told them? Well, that's all the... Oh, Igor told them. Igor, oh, Igor was not, telling the not, Canadians. He was essentially going, I thought you were saying Mackenzie King was telling the Soviet Union. No, hey, I'm, we're spying I'm from on the you. Soviet Union and we're spying on you. And here's all the information about how we're spying on you. Mackenzie King was like, I don't want to know. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say anything. I didn't hear that. Did you hear that? I didn't hear that. <laughs> Sticking so his it, fingers in his ears and bliss, running away. Yeah, blissfully. Yeah. I'm old. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but I still want to be prime minister. So I mean, that's a good T-shirt, too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Mackenzie King met with Harry Truman. Truman, the American president, Clement Attlee, the British prime minister, um, and uh, lots of intelligence officials from different countries. Uh, and they realized that the um, Soviet espionage was already well established in their countries. Um, and even though they were wartime allies, uh, Russia was already way ahead in terms of their, their, what they built in, in the countries. Wow. Um, so the public didn't become aware of the whole incident until February the third, nineteen forty-six, when it was broke on on a radio show, um, and the news the news spread that a network of Canadian spies under the control of the Soviet Union had been passing classified information to the Soviet government. Hold on, uh, what? Say that again. So news broke that that basically uh, the Soviet Union had been passing classified I- information to the Soviet government using a network of spies throughout Canada. So, okay, I'm trying to piece this together. The Soviet Union was passing information. Well, the via- Soviet Union had a network of spies in Canada that was giving them information about what Canada was up to. Oh, and oh, the, I see. the thing was, Canada was involved in the early research of the Manhattan Project, which was the development of a nuclear bomb, and th- there was a lot of vital information that was being spread. Uh, that, so they worried. Remember, we did the episode about. Um, Jason Kenny hates Bigfoot, <laughs> and they were planning to nuke the oil fields, yes, and they didn't because they decided funny. not to make. Well, this is why Canada was less involved in the development of nuclear weapons because they were, they were aware that they had a big spy network operating that they 
that essentially could have stolen all of their nuclear secrets. Oh. Wow. Oh. So, because of this, 39 people were arrested. What? Um, spies. Essentially, he, he revealed 39 spies throughout Canada. Soviet spies. Soviet spies in Canada. Oh, my God. Um, uh, and, and a woman called Agatha Chapman, whose apartment was a an evening rendezvous for spies, uh, and 18 were convicted of offences, including Fred Rose, who was the only communist member of parliament in the Canadian House of Commons, and Sam Carr, the Communist Party's national organiser, and also a scientist called Raymond Boyer. So... Um, uh, yeah, it, it kind of transformed the Canadian Security Service. They they suddenly realised they had to be uh, paying attention to what was going on in the country a lot more. <laughs> um, so, that never really happened, though, did it? Yeah. So so what happened was this essentially was the beginning of Cold War. Now, everyone was spying on each other. They were like, oh, my God, they're spying on us. We need to spy on them. So this whole uh, era of suspicion and watching each other and keeping secrets from each other was born in uh, in, in Canada from that moment. Wow. Um, and then Gazenko and his family, um, Gazenko remained in Canada for the rest of his life, settling in Mississauga. Um, and he and where? Mississauga? Mississauga? Mississauga. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Mississauga. Mrs. It's like a Canada's Mississippi. Anyway, based on his experiences, um, he wrote two books and he was watched by the RCMP for the rest of his life and had to live under assumed identities. Oh, no. Because he was terrified to be killed. He used by to, his own, by the, by the Soviet Union. By the Soviet Union, yeah, right. By the KGB. But Canada... Canada, it, luckily, the RCMP at one point rejected him and didn't believe he was a spy, protected him for the rest of his life. Oh, well, that's nice. Which is a nice kind that's of nice. turnaround. Yeah. Um, it's and, it's and nice. He, <laughs> and he'd make public appearances um, because he was an author and quite an iconic um, person in history, but he would, he would always wear a hood to hide his identity. Because he was so afraid. So if you search him, you're yeah, actually... Living, living the rest of your life in fear kind of sucks. Yeah, from one of the world's most... Well, probably the world's most effective intelligence agency at the time. Ruthlessly effective intelligence agency. To live wow. under fear from them. Yeah, that's awful. Um, and so, so if you Google his name, you just get a picture of a man with left, a hood. Honestly, I would have left Canada and gone to, like, someplace tropical and just taught surfing on a beach for the rest of my life. And... Just like honest to God, like you well, know. why not? Why right? Not? But you know, he loved he loved Canada. He left because he loved Canada. Yeah. That's why he flipped. So, so uh, eventually, the KGB didn't get him, and he died of a heart attack in 1982. So he lived a long, happy life despite that kind despite of despite the heart attack. But well, I mean, he was old. Sure, right, right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But he had a he, he he wasn't killed by the KGB. They didn't get him. That's more important. True. All right. What a story. That's amazing. So, yeah. Incredible. Thanks, Canada. Thanks, Canada. That's literally <laughs> how it started. The Cold War started because of Igor. Well, up to that point, uh, the Soviet Union was an ally because the Nazis had just been defeated that year. Oh, right. Now, the World War II ended in, in 1945. So the Cold War might not have happened if Igor hadn't pointed out the fact well, that there's so many spies in Canada. It might. Have, it probably would have happened eventually. That was just the first major... Actually, hold on. So it, the Cold War was mainly between the states and the Soviet Union, Yes. No, it was um, kind of the NATO or the kind of the 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 um, I suppose you call them capitalist Honest, countries. I honestly don't know much about the Cold War. France, to tell you the truth. France, Britain, uh, America, Canada—countries that were you would call like democracies. But this all started because one man pointed out the fact that hey, you've got spies in your country. And yeah, I can we're prove spying it. on you, and here's all the information. I don't want like, to leave. And I then want other to live. countries are like, oh shit, this is happening to us too. Like, yeah, everyone realized that the Russians have been spying on them for. Do, well, while Russia was fighting the Nazis with them, Russia had started to spy on them at the same time. Oh, wow. 
because they were just good why not, right? good at that. Yeah, right. And they can play chess. <laughs> They're really good at it. I saw the Queen's Gambit. Saturday night was great. It was it's a good, good show. Yeah, I recommend I like it. it. Call to action. Go and watch the Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah, that's good. Season like two's coming like... soon. <gasps> it's not. They are making a season two. They can't. Why? She didn't win all chess. <laughs> there will be other chess matches. Isn't this based on a true story? No, I think it's... it's, it's Is based, it completely fictional? It's based on a book, no. I think. Yeah. I thought it was based on a true story. No, I, I, I was in chess club when I was a kid. I 100% I went, watched the went, sequel to that. And I went to a tournament and I lost every game, but maybe I should have been taking <laughs> drugs like she did. So. Yeah, lots of drugs, Rose. That's what's going to help you. <laughs> so, in your... so if you want your kids to be good at chess, give them drugs. There's your call to action. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Watch I mean, Queen's she, Gambit. She was also brilliant at chess. Right, yeah. So, but, no, I, mean, I think that's her, a good call to action is watch watch Queen's Gambit and give your drugs to kids. Give your kids <laughs> drugs. Give any of the drugs that you have to your give children. Your, give, your, give your drugs to kids. That's a horror. Yeah, don't listen to me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so call to action for tomorrow is, I uh, know, eat, eat a cheeseburger. No, no, it was going to be watch Queen's Gambit. I watch like Queen's that. Gambit. That was good. And eat a cheeseburger. And, and don't that. give your kids drugs. Don't give your kids drugs. No, but eat a cheeseburger and watch Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Yeah. I might go home and watch Queen's Gambit while with a cheeseburger again, because that's... And take drugs. It's just a really good... No, it's just a good show. Yeah. Don't take drugs. <laughs> you might think it's cool, but it's not. I mean, depends on the drug, really. You didn't... I didn't say that. Well, like, um... Uh, what's the word? Tylenol. That's a cool drug. <laughs> yep. So... You want to be cool? I know that when someone, when someone gives me a Tylenol, Tylenol under your tongue. <laughs> Go for a walk. Wait and see what happens. <laughs> well, that's one more company that's not going to sponsor us. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's that. what will happen. Nothing. <laughs> Mildly effective pain relief. That's all. So, anyway, uh, see you tomorrow. Bye. Oh my god. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we bar from the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. 